It's an adage writers often hear, and it left me confused. Write what I know? How do I do that? I'm writing fantasy. I can't know what it's like to use magic. As I matured in skill, I began to see what this phrase meant. Though in this genre we write about the fantastic, the stories work best when there is a solid grounding in our world. World building works best when it draws from sources in our world. Characters work best when they are grounded in solid human emotion and experience. Being a writer, then, is as much about observation as it is imagination. Brandon Sanderson You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. This is the first episode of our October series, which we are going to be talking about writing what you don't know. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And as you heard in the opener and the quote from Brandon Sanderson at the beginning of the episode, there are things you cannot know when you're writing them. But there are things that you can learn through either research or observation or just plain imagination. At first, when you first jump into your writing journey, imagination is something that's like, yes, this is the fun part about what I do. And then you start hearing this phrase, write what you know. And then you stop imagining and you sort of start regurgitating. Personally, every time I see that phrase, part of my gut turns a little bit. And then as you mature as an author, you start realizing what the phrase actually means. So this episode today is about breaking that down. Because when you only write what you know at the time and write it how you know it, it's not entertaining. But writing gives you the chance to learn, the chance to grow, the chance to explore these worlds that you're creating and give them a unique feeling, a unique life. Ultimately, writing is about communication. In fiction, nonfiction, news articles, whatever it is that you're writing, you are communicating a concept, an idea to somebody else. So if you're writing fantasy specifically, you're creating something that nobody else has ever designed and making it your own and communicating this idea to somebody else. That can be very daunting, especially if you have nothing to reference. So write what you know becomes access whatever you have in common with your reader. One of your favorite authors is Ted Decker. Absolutely. What does he say about writing? In the same way we say write selfishly, he almost always signs off his newsletters or he gives his first bit of advice to a new author is to dive deep, make it personal, and write to discover about yourself. So when you embark on a project, you have a question about yourself. What is forgiveness, really? And then writing should be part of the process of answering that question to yourself. That first draft, that selfish phase of the storytelling, is that writing selfishly, diving deep into who you are to answer those questions. So really, the basis for writing isn't writing what you know. It's knowing what you write. So whether you know it right now or whether it's something that you want to learn, go out there, discover it, discover more about yourself, discover more about what you're wanting to write. And then even if you can't write something that you know right now, if you're building a world and you're creating magic and you're doing these things, you're writing things that you don't know right now, learn it, get to know it, 
So then you can know what you're writing. And at least for me, as I learn something, I get enthusiastic about it. And if you've learned something new, that should come across in your writing. The thing is, when it comes to this, is it does not apply just to fiction, but we will be focusing on fiction mostly through this month. It's October. It's October. We are both fans of Halloween and spooky things and the traditions of Halloween. It's a lot of fun. So I just want to do a quick little note for our nonfiction writers out there. This applies to you. Writing what you know applies to you. Why? Because you're presumably writing about something that you are an expert in. So you need to represent that to your readers. You need to show them why you are an expert in this nonfiction topic. Bringing them along your learning process, I think, is a great way to connect with your readers when you're writing nonfiction. It's like, hey, when I first started out, I really thought that death was like going to sleep or whatever it is that you're an expert in. And then hold their hands, go with them on this journey, guide them through this journey of learning. And if you're unfamiliar with a topic, just like fiction authors, be willing to research, be willing to look it up. Google is an amazing resource. It's the whole world of knowledge at your fingertips. Go ahead, look it up if you're not sure, because it's better to be right than overly confident. It's also great to hear the opposing points of view. So when you are writing this bit of information, having an idea of possible contradictions so you can answer them and reinforce your own point of view. So I think that's a good little thing for our nonfiction writers. And remember, you can stick around. There's still plenty to learn. Plenty to learn with what we're going to say. Everything that we talk about, you can apply to your own writing, no matter what it is. Another thing when you are writing what you don't know, when you're writing outside your expertise, is finding someone that does have that knowledge. The book that I am about to release, which you've helped me in the editing process and all of that, one of the main characters is a total car nut. I know basically nothing about cars. So I found somebody who's part of the British Car Club, loves cars, and told him, okay, these are the characters. This is the idea. I leaned on his help to make sure that this character felt real. He felt like an expert, even though I loathe cars with a passion. So especially if you're going to write something based on a culture or if you are creating a story that takes place here on Earth with real cultures, real ideas, it's important to find somebody who knows about that, especially if it has the potential to offend someone. Find that someone that knows that culture that can say, hey, maybe you shouldn't write it like this. Maybe you should write it like this instead so that you're representing people correctly. And if you have more questions about leaning on experts, we did talk a fair amount about that in our alpha reader episode. So you can head back and do a little more research there. That was released in August. There are moments where you as an author kind of have permission to get it wrong. Not always, but if you don't know, then there's a good chance that your audience might not know either. No one actually knows what it's like to cast a spell. Or really what it's like to die, because all the people who have died are dead. The chances of finding someone who has died, but is still alive, is very, very slim. Unless your book is a nonfiction with interviews from each of the people who have all experienced the light at the end of the tunnel. It's okay to kind of get that, oh, I'm cold. I'm going to take a nap now. That 
dying experience, it's okay to get that wrong. That's really where author prerogative comes in because how they die is up to you. Same with going into space and space travel. There are things that you can learn about it, like going to the NASA website. They share a lot about experiences and stuff. But your layman reader isn't going to know exactly what it's like to float in zero gravity. There is something else that we want to mention, and that is the suspension of disbelief. What that means is you, as an entertainer, already have permission to break rules to a certain extent. So, oh, well, it's impossible for dogs to come back to life. Okay, that's the premise of the entire book. We're going to suspend that disbelief and go with it. But that is a permission from the reader. That is not something you want to break because if you pop that bubble, then you've broken trust with your readers. Talking about this, talking about writing outside your expertise, writing things that you don't know, don't let that deter you from writing. You may try to think to yourself, well, someone else can write this topic better, but no one will be able to write it like you. Just because you're not the world's premier expert doesn't mean your opinions in it are invalid. Yes, do your research, get as much right as you can because you don't want to pop that bubble and lose the suspension of disbelief, but make it your own, especially if you're writing fantasy, have fun. You have the freedom to be imaginative and be creative and create a world that you want to see. And if you're trying to make sure you maintain that connection, the rule is one impossible thing. That's about as far as you can go per book. If you have vampires, okay, then throwing in superpowers might be a little bit much. You only get one impossible thing per story. And then if you're writing a sequel, then you can include space travel. And that's your one impossible thing for that book because we've then accepted that vampires exist. Just like the quote that we had at the beginning of this from Brandon Sanderson, your characters are best grounded in solid human emotion that your readers can connect with, but it's okay to take your world and make it free from exactly what this world is like. In the end, as much as people might be interested in the fact that the trees are purple, what they're really going to remember about your story is that human connection, that's heart to heart with the character. So if you keep it grounded in that, then we should be okay. I think that about wraps it up for writing outside your expertise. Stay tuned for the rest of the month. We're going to be going into some more specifics about magic and technology. And as we get a little bit closer to Halloween, and a little bit more into your supernatural and horror genres. And murder. I'm and looking murder. forward to that one. <laughs> Until next time, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>